Welcome to Waypoint, a podcast exclusively for people who watch cartoons. I'm Jules, I'm the Game Master. I'm Sonia, I play Charlotte and apparently this episode isn't for me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Viola, I play Moon and I guess this, this podcast is for me then. <laughs> and I'm Mimi, I play Max. And honestly, I think cartoons are pretty cool, especially when they're LGBT. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, we're we're back with another episode. Um, I'm sure this one is going to be an exciting one. Uh, we're going to see a lot of great teamwork. I hope <laughs> everyone working together, pulling on the same <laughs> string. We split the party. I'm we sure that it. will happen this episode. We, we we committed the biggest sin in pen and paper. Yeah, the the party has been split. I'm I'm sure everyone's gonna be perfectly fine though. Like, I don't think anything bad has ever happened to this team when one ran ahead on their own or no, one was never. sort of abandoned on their own. Yeah, no, that that always <laughs> turned out really great, and um, we, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, it's like one of these fun in between arcs episodes where everybody has their own little adventure, but just that this time you could die. Yeah, uh, yeah. So That's the <laughs> The last one of those was also pretty emotionally bad for Max. Yes. That, that, that was true. Yeah. I'm sure you can handle it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's let's dive right in into the first of our three little vignettes. And I'd say, since that's how we ended the last episode, let's lead into this one with Charlotte. Yes. Charlotte, you did what in the last episode? What was your plan? I told Moon that I would run away real quick and get Enoch because at this point Enoch is probably the only person that can help us. Mm -hmm. So and we know where Enoch is. He's at the graveyard. So yeah. Okay. Hopefully. So we we had this graveyard in an earlier episode because it's where the Starbolt Memorial was. Yes. It's like slightly outside of town on the hillside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can run there in a couple seconds. Uh, if you want to pick up anything on the way, you also can do that. But Yeah, that's actually what I wanted to do. All right. I'm going to run past a flower shop. So I'm just I'm just taking a white flower and leave some money. I mean, that's going to take like <laughs> uh, 0.5 seconds for me or whatever. <laughs> so it's, it's not that big of a time loss. So yeah. I'm taking a white flower and... Putting that down at uh, Starbolt's memorial. Yeah, you can do that. I'm not going to linger there. Uh, I just want to pay my respects as I'm here. But uh, I'm F, sure yeah. Starbolt can understand that there are other pressing matters uh, that I need to tend <laughs> to. So The ghost um, of Starbolt is appeased by your uh, low respect but uh, slight tribute. Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Yeah, and then wait until the Ghost of Starbolt arc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, yeah, and then I'm, I'm gonna look for Enoch. All right, I'm gonna say yeah. You can't really do anything wrong here. This could be a role at, at closest, I guess, assess the situation. But you're just looking for a guy. I don't think that much can go wrong there. So yeah. you speed across the graveyard and. Uh, the the center of the graveyard is basically like 
yeah, for stuff like the Starbolt Memorial. It's where the icons of the city are buried. And you you see some big names here that you would know if you're into old superhero stuff next to the memorial of Starbolt, which is one of the one which is far from the only grave here that is actually empty, because they didn't have something to bury, but it's still you know oh, for paying respect. <laughs> yeah, superhero life, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But once you move outside of that central part, you get to like, you know, family graves, stuff like that, which is, you know, you still, this is like uh, a quite old graveyard, but these are, I guess, the less prestigious graves. And as you move around there, you do find Enoch. You've seen Enoch without his hood before, and that's kind of how you find him here, because he's not dressed in his... I guess superhero costume, his his cloak that he usually wears, he's just dressed in a suit. Uh, as you haven't seen him before, he he's always been in some sort of version of his superhero garb up until this point. And yeah, he is kneeling at a grave. Three graves, actually, that are right next to each other, uh, slightly down the hillside. Okay. Um, I'm running up to him. Not like I'm not going to appear like exactly next to him i'm gonna mm. be a little bit further away but uh he's gonna hear the sound of me arriving so you yeah. know just like how does that work with your running like do you think you like cause sonic booms if you run fast enough or? i feel like when i when i stop there's gonna be a whooshing sound Mm, yeah, for sure, because of all the air that's been traveling with you. Yes. Yeah, you're also like kind of blowing his hair out of his face a little bit. He has hair? Uh, and it's going to the side. Oh, mind blown. I've never described <laughs> him without Enoch. hair. Enoch has hair. <laughs> no, he has a hood. Of course he doesn't have hair. Why would he have a hood if he has we hair? We all imagine him without hair. <laughs> I don't all know. of you to okay. assume that I imagined Enoch as either being bald or having hair. I just, I just <laughs> imagined hood. the hood. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say now because you all decided, uh, like a bunch of you have decided that he doesn't have hair. He has very, very short hair, like okay. someone who's usually bald but who has let it go a little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, beginning of season three, Ang, <laughs> kind of hair. A buzz cut. Okay. He he does notice as the air hits him and turns around, and you uh, you can see that he's like, even though he's kneeling, he's putting a hand back on the ground, kind of like he's going into a defensive position as he feels something coming up so fast and ultimately he does realize so that it's you and you can see that he loosens up a little bit what what are you doing here enoch we need your help there's uh oh my god there's so much happening right now i don't know what to do i just we just need your help how did you know where to find me um well ship found you i'm sorry but there's a very, very, very bad situation right now. Um, so there's a wall of flesh growing around our um, headquarters. And what? there's it, it kind of emits sprouts that, that go into your skin. And I think, um, well, Max, Max and Ryan are trapped in there. And Moon and I got out, but we don't know how to save them. And... Well, there's just so much stuff happening. I don't, I don't know what to do, and it's magical. And I thought, you know, that that would, you know, that's something you you know about. And yeah, 
you see in in his face that there's first confusion <laughs> as you start talking about all of this. There's some slight panic about the whole headquarters being engulfed in something. And then as you explain it, you get the feeling, you see that his eyes widen. Uh, you see something that to you reads as recognition. Okay. He slowly gets up off the ground and dusts off his suit and says, wait, so it's a large pod of sorts that's taken in the headquarters and that's growing smaller versions of itself and emitting it. Yeah, uh, something like that. Moon said there's some kind of network and it kind of takes over people uh, who then attack us and let this wall grow. And uh, um, yeah, I, I don't understand this magic thing, so I, I don't know. I really don't know what to do. That's... I. That's impossible. I know what that is. That's impossible. Well, it's there. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's it's there. Then is anyone in there? Yes, Max and uh, Ryan are trapped in there. And Chip. Who's Ryan? Uh, Ryan is someone we met. He's a, he's a magic user as well. And, uh, well, he helped us. Um, we were attacked before. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. It, it This same thing happened when we were at the headquarters of the Witchfinders. And we, we thought... They were attacking the witch finders, but I'm pretty sure now that they are attacking us. And uh, Ryan helped us uh, with the guy who was attacking us at the witch finders headquarters. And they kind of removed the seed out of him. So if this Ryan is a magic user, he's going to last longer than Max, but we're going to have to act fast. I don't know myself how to remove that instead of... I better start at the beginning. It's called Amorath. So it's can you tell me how to spell this? Yeah, it's like, you know the word amaranth? Yeah. It's like a sort of seed? Yeah. Uh, but instead of ranth, it's wrath, oh. the w word for rage. Yeah. Ah, very nice. It's someone I knew once used it to uh, grow sort of weapons out of it. But it can be implanted in people and become extremely dangerous. As far as I know... She was the only one who had access to it. And when she went away, uh, I thought it went away with her. Well, either she's back or someone else is using it. His head turns towards the gravestones and he says, she's not back. I would know. Uh, I'm assuming the graves are from, you know, the Nephilim? Yeah, you assume, yeah. Uh, they have names on them. But it's not the superhero names. It's like civilian names. Okay. Charles Matthews, Jacques Pitou, and Mary Hill. There's only one female name there, so you assume that it's, he's probably talking about Mary Hill. Yeah. Okay, this seems very personal to you, and I'm sorry about that, but I feel like that also makes you our best bet. I don't have the power myself to stop it, though. I... From what I know, from what I remember, it's one plant. All of these connecting nodes, all of these collecting, connecting life forms, they're tethered together like the branches of a tree. And cutting off one arm of it cuts off everything beyond that point. The only way to really destroy this is to destroy its roots. 
where it's originally growing from. Do, do you know where that might be? Someone must have gotten control of the Amarath after their original user didn't have them anymore. So whoever that is, the Amarath must be implanted in them. If we can get the Amarath out or destroy them, that should put an end to this. I don't know who it is. I have no idea who it could be. Okay, um... But can you help us get Ryan and Max out? I, f I feel like that should be our priority right now. I can try helping, but I... Honestly, at this point, we're taking everything we can get. All right, then he looks to the graves once more and then walks towards you. Let's go. Can you take me along while you're in super speed? Uh, yeah, sure. It's gonna exhaust me a little bit, but... Uh... <laughs> Um, you're all, you're all, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> yeah, I would say from that point on, uh, I will get a minus one on all of my rolls. <laughs> oh, not minus two, actually, on most of them, I think. Yeah, with your conditions. Yeah. No, I meant like an additional minus one because mm, I exhausted fair. myself and, you know, chronic pain and all of that. So, yeah. Uh, Is there any conditions you don't have, by the way? No, I have all okay. conditions. <laughs> okay, uh... In that fun knowledge, I think to take him along, you should still roll and unleash your powers. Yeah. Okay. Because you're not doing it on yourself, on your own, as usual. Uh, okay. Take your time. Max is fine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Max is just vibing. Uh, just the second. cool thing is, even if you fail okay. unleash your powers, you can choose the option where you don't mark a condition. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, that's a five. Minus three. Mm -hmm. And a two. Uh, minus so a two is a five. Minus one, because uh, Freak is minus one. And another minus one is oh. uh, a two. Okay, uh, so you get potential. I get potential. That's something. Is um, it? Is it in this situation? <laughs> I mean, we're always happy about potential, right? I say you can decide how it manifests uh, that you, after this, after this, I'm assuming after this really long, exhaustive, physically and emotional day, you just don't manage to take someone along. Maybe like I'm, I'm, I'm just making it halfway or something and then we stumble and it takes a little bit longer to get there. Yeah, that would be a mixed success, I feel. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't. We can't make it out of the graveyard. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd say we can kind of go with your option and just make it worse. Okay. I think that's that's fair. So I say, like, you do manage to speed up and take Enoch along in your arms. <laughs> and you, you, run, you run a good halfway back into the city. Like, you make it back to Riverside, if not all the way back to your headquarters as you'd like to. But as you come back on the city streams, uh, streets in your current exhausted state, your feet have a bit of a hard time turning as quickly as they, are us they usually do as you run between the houses. Uh -huh. And you actually like uh, slide with your feet still kind of dirty from the, the moist graveyard ground. And uh, you ram yourself and Enoch straight into the side of a building. Okay. I'm so sorry, Enoch. 
And because I I want to see what you do with this, I'm not going to have you mark a condition, but instead uh, you have knocked out Enoch. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so w- what do you want to do with this situation? Well, I'm going to look around if there's like a card or whatever to um, <laughs> put Enoch on. <laughs> Um, Just a shopping cart in super speed. <laughs> I'm gonna say here, actually, Roland, assess the situation. <laughs> okay. Uh, assess the situation is... Plus superior. Plus superior. Okay. Because what here can I use to transport uh, Enoch? Seems pretty good. And one, which is five. Oh, boy. One is uh, six minus two... <laughs> Is four minus one is three. Potential. Okay. Uh, you mark potential. A big day for potential. And yeah, I'm gonna say you mark a condition. Okay. <laughs> you stumble out. out of that wall. Like marking your last condition doesn't necessarily mean that you're like KO, right? It just means you're basically not able to perform anymore. Mm-hmm. So. How do you think that manifests for Charlotte at this point? Uh, well, she's going to be extremely exhausted, of course, and probably like stumbling and uh, maybe having like, you know, when, when you haven't slept and you feel drunk at some point, mm, like it's yeah. going to be like that. And also, I assume just the chronic pain uh, yes. kind of getting too much at this the, point. The pain is too much, too much. Yeah, so we see we see Charlotte trying to sort of drag Enoch up again after dropping him into a wall, looking around for a way to bring him to the scene of the crime, essentially. And it all just getting too much. Charlotte kind of like falling down to her knees because it's just, yeah, it's just too much going on at this point. And this is where we cut over to Moon. So, a few minutes in the past, (laughs) Charlotte just ran away (laughs) after you tried really hard to convince her to stay uh, until ship was out. Ship still using the exploratory equipment to saw its way through the roof of, uh, like, the, the top side of this pod around your building. And yeah, uh, what do you do? So ship is still uh, on the way, <laughs> not here yet. Yeah, ship is still on the way. It's taking a little bit. Uh, it shouldn't be that much longer. No okay. rush. It's not like people are dying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in front of you, the, the I'm, I'm pretty sure the pod in front of you is still slightly open. Okay. I, I, I shoot a message at ship. Okay, ship, ETA. Eat them all. Estimated time of arrival. <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming a few more seconds. Okay, then I'll I'll get the stuff. Um, Jules, I would like to build something using my alien tech. Okay. Uh, the way I see it, our main problem is once I get inside, I don't want to get affected by the spores. So I want Good, to yes. see if I can either find at the construction site or the, the corner store that's there, like a tarp and some sort of like... Uh, basically, I want to build a very improvised tent and then use my alien tech to basically install a very very ramshackle air filtration system like basically so once i find max and ryan i can put them in there and basically have a little safe zone inside of the 
inside of the uh, cocoon. Ah, okay. You want to build a pop-up tent of sorts. Yeah, basically. We all know that Moon's alien gadgets always work perfectly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Especially when they have Nothing's absolutely no conditions wrong. marked. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, that that is a cool thing to do. Roll a plus freak then for your pop-up tent. Okay. Woo! That's a five, a four, that's a nine. That's a ten! So um, <laughs> all right, when you good. roll ten, uh, plus ten, choose one. It works exceptionally well, or you get additional use out of it. I will choose it works exceptionally well. <laughs> okay. That's a good plan, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you managed to, like, you already had all these tarps to work with. You managed to basically do, like, a spring-up skeleton for inside the tarps to uh, kind of blow them up. So you just have to carry in this, like, bundle of tarps, basically. Yeah, I think we've established that last time that we already made ourselves some some ponchos and stuff to, yeah. to protect ourselves. I'm assuming you're going to wear that when yeah. you go in anyways. Okay, so as you do that, uh, you get to the point where ship actually breaks through the surface while you're doing it. And in that moment, you hear a sound from above, which kind of sounds like a jet engine, uh, which is a sound you're not used to from ship. And you see ship kind of flying over top, still covered in all of these spores. But you do realize that that sound came from something else. Uh, you see something bright in the air, uh, like a human with fire coming out of their feet, essentially, uh, some sort of power armor, slowly lowering themselves into the road that you're currently on. Oh. This is someone you hadn't seen before. It's It appears to be, yeah, someone in a suit of power armor with a mane of black curly hair spilling out the backside of it and a sort of beak-like helmet uh, on the front and as she's coming down you realize that she isn't alone uh, she is carrying in her arms uh, Dr. Supergal <laughs> as as she's coming down right next to the building and places him down he stumbles slightly as he uh, gets on the ground and is like alright alright not my preferred mode of travel quick question I love him so much first of all I love him Second of all, uh, Jules, can I read the power-armored person's mind? Because if I can't, I can't understand Dr. Supergirl either. Uh, she is wearing a helmet that sort of impedes that. But as soon as she comes down, she like flips it up. Uh, and you can see that there is a woman under there who looks at you like she's kind of trying to place you, you can access her mind as soon as she sort of opens herself up there. Okay. Uh, and you very quickly, like just from surface thoughts, get the idea that she's an SOS hero as well, called Sky Knight, who you maybe haven't heard of before because you haven't been around for that long. Uh, and I assume she... Knight as in the armored person, not the yes. time of day. Yes, exactly. And she helps stabilize Dr. Supergal, who uh, now turns around to you and says, Oh, uh, you're one of the, the renegades, right? That uh, Moon, we, we talked before. Uh, Moon directs their thoughts at uh, Sky Knight and says, I I'm sorry, I can't talk verbally. You'll have to translate for, for him. Yes, uh, I'm Moon. We have a problem here, but I'm handling it. She raises an eyebrow and says, no, we all have a problem here and we're handling it. This is an SOS mission now. Do you have any idea what's going on here? We 
I know that a large building right in downtown, our area, was engulfed by one of these and that Dr. Supergau was the only one who was able to get rid of it. So that's what we're doing here. From what I heard, it basically fell apart by itself. Yeah, ultimately, but he was the only one able to decompose it. Uh, his superpowers are best suited for situations like this. And Dr. Supergirl sort of raises his hands and says, Yeah, rapid cell death. <laughs> ah, that's true. Right. I didn't think of that. You want to irradiate an entire part of the city? I can control it. I can control the output. I just kill everything inside there. I mean, he's also not affected by the spores. Like, it makes sense. <laughs> there are people inside there. Wait, did you say there's people in there? Yes. Our team leader, Max, and, and Ryan, they're in there. They're in They're infected by these spores and I'm, I'm the only one who can help them. And if you just blast them with radiation, they're gonna die. I will not let you do that. She, she, she basically tells him, okay, apparently there's people in there. They, they feel like this isn't something where we can just eradicate it. Yeah, if there's people in there, that does seem like, that does seem problematic. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah, but if they're infected, then, you know, it might already be too late for them. And we gotta deal with this before it spreads. You know... You're not the only ones who are good at stuff. And Jules, I think that might be the point where ship lands and something falls off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ship does determine. come down behind you on the road and like puts a little dent into it from from the not not so smooth landing of this flying pickup truck. And I'd say you could roll for provoke someone uh, to get Sky Knight to do what you want. Okay. Um, that's plus superior. I'm good at superior. I don't... Oh, I do get a minus two. <laughs> that's a ten. Plus two, minus two, that's a ten. Mm. I'm rolling well. All right. She she kind of looks at you and says, you sure you can handle that? And she kind of like gives a look to your tarp clothing that you put on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you want to help... You can keep this this little opening here open so that I can get them out afterwards. But no one with any open skin should go in there without protection. And yeah, I, I've got a plan. You just keep the opening open and I will get the people out and then you can do your radiation. Sky Knight uh, kind of shakes her head a little and says, all right, but if you can't deal with this in the next few minutes, we have to stop this from spreading and we'll have to nuke this place it won't spread do, do you have any idea what's go actually going on here are you just reacting blindly this this is a threat that's been infecting people people who have started attacking places we have video footage we have online reporting on the situation as it's unfolding and we're trying to deal with it before it becomes a real problem okay it's clearly already spread just so you know These spores can't work outside of the pod unless they are, like, directed by someone who's already infected. I can get rid of the infection if I catch it early enough. That guy or, or piece of... Uh, that knocked-out guy behind us, he was infected also. Um, this is all part of a bigger organism that's just trying to protect itself. So just getting rid of infected people is not going to solve the problem. We have to get to the root of this, quite literally. All right, then you'll get your opportunity. She walks over to uh, the pod and there's still like this big chunk of metal sticking out of it that's been grown in uh, from the <laughs> roof that Max ripped out. And she kind of like rubs her hands and then puts her gauntlet on that piece of metal. 
and you can see in front of your eyes how it suddenly like bulks up and starts changing shape and expands to form a large ring of metal Ooh. that uh, opens up into the pod. Thank you. And Moon sort of hops in her top contraption <laughs> um, like under the arm and runs inside. If I remember correctly, like Mo uh, Max was just on the other side of the opening. Yeah. That they, so, so it's not that far to get to... Yeah, Max, Max is pretty and close. Uh, and Ryan too. They're both like right out of the uh, outside of the door. Okay. Once there, I would like to set up my, my in inflatable tent with the air filtration <laughs> system to see... If they're doing anything, if I have to tie them yeah, up with, with some tape. <laughs> yeah, it's actually quite impressive. I don't know how you exactly managed to uh, do this. It's probably mostly luck. But the confines of that tent you set up are pretty much perfectly the area between the outside wall and that pod. So as you like plop it down and activate it, it encapsulates you, Ryan, and... Max, and basically almost nothing else. You've created a perfect little pocket in here. And the air filtration system appears to work. It's working perfectly as intended. Nice. It works exceptionally well, maybe? Yeah, exceptionally <laughs> well, you could say. <laughs> okay, then I will... Hmm. And yeah, they. Uh, to answer your question, they don't appear to be moving. You can see Ryan and Max a lot better than before they are just both lying on the ground kind of shivering and you can see that these uh these seeds that have spread all over them partially are beginning to bloom Oof. Uh, now it's a big question who do i help first do i help <laughs> ryan first who has actual powers that could help me get rid of the thing or do i help max first who is my friend <laughs> My very close friend. That's a good question. What's your answer going to be? <sighs> yeah, as as much as it would make, like, just from a logical standpoint sense, Moon is not a person of logic. They are a person of feelings, and Moon will help their True. teammates first. So Moon will kneel down next to Max and try the thing they've tried before, namely cutting them off from the organism and trying to, yeah, cut them off. Okay, then, as before, I will call that a directly engage a threat. Please, Dice. You have been of great service so far, please. <laughs> That's another 10. 10 plus nothing. You just get all the good rolls. Um, I don't get a minus. Okay, it's a 10. Yeah, like, Vio got all my luck. Yeah, I yeah, got all yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vio's like, oh, man, I'm rolling so well. Uh, uh, Charlotte's dying in a ditch. <laughs> just slowly bleeding out in a back alley. Things are finally coming up, Millhouse. You get to pick two from directly engage a threat. Okay. I, I will say resist or avoid their blows. I think by now Moon is familiar enough yeah, with the entire fair. thing to, um, to, to know what to look out for. And knowing what I know, what Moon knows, it, they would just try to separate them and not create an opportunity because yeah. so far this hasn't been, like, active input from the infected person hasn't been a problem yet. So I will take okay. something from them, namely the connection between Max and the organism. And we're going to see what happens there in our third little story. <sighs>
we return to Max, uh, now in her new costume, right at the side of Tsunami, the new great hero uh, supported by the Powers Agency. And the two of you, you don't even really remember how you got here, but that doesn't feel that weird to you. The two of you are uh, running along the beach side of your hometown. Uh, and of course you know that you're running here because there has been uh, an attack by a supervillain and Tsunami and his new sidekick Wave Girl have been oh, sent here to deal with the problem. I have like a visceral reaction to the name <laughs> Wave Girl. It's electric waves and also it fits with Tsunami. It's true. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> like I hate everything about this, but purely powers wise. Water and electricity is actually a good matchup. That's a cool mm. team, that's yeah, true, that's a yeah. cool team. You're, you're on your way, you have been sent out, both of you with your completed costumes now. And uh, I'm just gonna ask you real quick, what's, what's Max's worst case costume? Because that's what she's currently dressed in. I think it would be one of those that you show a woman and she just groans and it's like wow this is not only impractical it's also <laughs> just horridly sexual mm, it, with like these uh, 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 boob socks that like yes. perfectly contort to shapes that it shouldn't possibly yes, be able to it basically doesn't even have any um, like cloth on the legs it just ends the battle uh, swimsuit yeah exactly like that and then randomly just a cape <laughs> mm. And of course, the symbol up front is tsunami superhero symbol. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And um, I feel like, <laughs> except for that symbol, it's um, mostly just pink. Mm. Perfect. Oh man, the color balance. I'm assuming oh. that tsunami has like something somewhat watercolored. That's yeah. gonna that's gonna be striking. Uh, you yeah. two right next to each other. But you know, contrast. Contrast is good for superhero costume. Maybe he has uh -huh. like a, a a light blue, and you have a like light pink, and maybe some white, yeah. a white cape he or has something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The trans flag, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he wears light blue with the white wave symbol, and you wear pink with a white wave symbol. No, 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 no. I like them. We gotta. <laughs> no, they're worse. That's they're good. <laughs> maybe the cape. Also, is blue they're like also. made from. They're made from like this. You know this material that like children's superhero costumes are made of? This kind of like shiny, shimmery material oh, yeah. that always mm. flakes off and gets destroyed immediately. Yeah. Uh, like that's that's the, uh, the the material that the costume is made of. And yeah, uh, you run across you you recall that you were briefed about there being a supervillain attack here and that you're on your way there, but you don't remember anything about it. Uh, but you have a pretty good idea where it is because you see dark clouds in the red sky uh, above the ocean a little bit down. All right, wave girl, it's time we handle this problem the way we were taught. Uh, are you ready for your first mission? God, I hate this. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think at this point he would probably look at me really expectantly. Until yeah. I say, sir. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. God. Oh, no. no. <laughs> That's the fucking worst. Okay, yeah, this yeah, that happens. This guy is like the same age as me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no. 
yeah, you you run there and yeah, you see over the ocean basically this this dark cloud and you see rain pouring down from it uh, in the otherwise mostly clear sky except for uh, these weird spores that keep flying through the air everywhere. And uh, you see that above the ocean something is floating in the rain, some sort of dark shape uh, and lightning is striking down around them as they approach. And uh, Tsunami comes to a halt and says, All right, so much water, this is gonna be child's play for me. You just look around and try to figure out if there's any civilians in danger here. All right. <laughs> so what do you do? I think I'm just doing as instructed and like checking the perimeter for any people who might walk into something dangerous. Yeah, you, you uh, let's say assess the situation. I have four what? conditions, so I probably have a minus on that. <laughs> Maybe it's the one thing you don't. If you're guilty, you do. Oh, yeah. No, the only thing I'm not yet is hopeless, which I think is actually kind of poetic. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going there. We're going there right now. <laughs> the the last thing I give up is hope. <laughs> that is an eight. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, what is that? Superior is plus one. Minus Ooh. the two. From my condition, that's actually a seven. Mm. Barely. All right, that is a success though. So you get to pick one. What here is in the biggest is is in the greatest danger? Like if you're looking for civilians. Yeah, I think that's probably um, the closest to what I'm looking for. What here okay. is in greatest danger? So you get kind of two answers from this because one of the answers is what isn't in the greatest danger and that's civilians uh you very quickly get the idea that the beach is empty <laughs> good so there really isn't a necessity to have you look around but as you're in this mindset and as you're thinking about man what if people are in danger here you realize that and you're not sure if they were there all along but you realize that currently your mom and rex are also there as if they followed you and went along for this whole mission uh they're standing a little bit off so they're not like in immediate danger but you think if anyone here is going to be in danger it's probably going to be the two of them um can i see where billy is at the moment billy is running towards the water and he's jumping right into it and a wave is forming under his boots his very cool superhero costume combat boots. He's kind of wearing the ecstatic costume in a lot of ways, uh, uh -huh. just in blue. <laughs> and uh, the wave is carrying him up higher as he's making uh, his way towards this entity. I think I'm just going to um, follow Billy to the, the edge of the water to just okay. see what's going on. Maybe there's a pier somewhere? Uh, it's, I, I assume this is like a like a tourist bathing beach so at some point there Aren't would probably be a small Dreamland pier tourist bathing yeah <laughs> yeah for sure uh except the ones that don't look that good i and guess i guess there could be private beaches yeah uh, probably most of them are private beaches yeah <laughs> i mean the whole country is private yes <laughs> <laughs> you run to the edge of the water and you get to watch Billy make his way up on the wave as if he's about to punch this entity. And as the rain's falling around him, it like forms into a giant fist around him in a way. Which, again, to your horror, looks extremely fucking cool. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's swinging it into an attack to the bad guy. And as he almost hits him, he gets suddenly struck by lightning as this entity rages, raises its arm 
and uh, Billy gets thrown back into into the air and pummels towards you. So, <laughs> I I think what I might do is just step aside and let him crash. Oh! <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything. Even with their mom watching, she's gonna be pissed. Yes. I did get my instructions. You step to the side and Billy crashes into the beach side. He gets basically like uh, like a like a stone skipping on water. He <laughs> gets on the floor, flies in the air again, gets on there again, flies again, gets on again until he's finally like thrown into a dune a little bit away where he comes to a halt and uh, doesn't appear to be moving. Rex and your mother are running closer to the situation now that that has happened. What is the entity doing? The creature or whatever? The entity, it's its humanoid, so it's probably a person of some sort. They're just sort of flying through the air, is coming closer to the beach and slowly lowering themselves towards you. I think I'm going to be on the defense right now. Like, um, maybe waiting if another um, lightning shot comes, either in my direction or, like, the others. And okay, um, yeah. maybe try to redirect that, should it come to that. <laughs> As, as it comes closer to you, you do see another lightning strike coming down from the sky. And the electricity appears to be heading, like you get a feeling that it's going to be a lightning strike that's going to hit Billy again in the hillside. Okay. Yeah, I think I will just try to redirect that um, into the sand so um, it gets grounded and doesn't hurt anyone. Okay, that's a defend then. That's a seven. I have a zero, a zero on Savior by now. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you get a negative two to defending? Yeah, I definitely take a minus two, so that is a failure. Yeah. No. That is a failure. Potential? I mean, this is this is a nightmare scenario. Uh, okay, so you, you try to defend Billy and redirect the lightning, and you do manage to redirect the lightning uh, no, no, as no, you no. intended, no, no, no. Uh, but not towards the th sand, no, no, no. instead towards Rex and your no. mother. Oh no! Who get struck by the lightning and are blown back. Oh, Rex. I think I'm just going to run after them to see what happened. Yeah, you see, uh, you see them basically smoking on the ground, their, their clothing partially burnt from from the heat of the lightning strike rex doesn't appear to be moving and your mother is barely moving at this point max is mostly angry and will strike back with a neat little lightning bolt herself i think okay that would be directly engage a threat yes. then. that's a nine I have a minus one on danger, and I also have a minus two for directly Afraid. engaging. So, yet again, I fail. <laughs> okay. In that case, I think this scenario very much plays into Max's fear of losing control of her powers. Fair. So, I think that's kind of what's happening here. You try to shoot lightning at him, but with the air around you all ionized already and with the lightning storm uh, above you, it just sort of extends out from you in this sphere of electricity that also hits your family uh, <laughs> once more. And they both are not moving anymore at this point as the figure in front of you 
comes down at you and you can see as the electricity hits them it's like it doesn't have any effect on them as they step on the sand and walk towards you yeah I i'm i'm going to run i think this is the first time that max just straight up runs away from a challenge like without even trying i'm also going to say that this is definitely the point where you mark another condition that's fair i mean hopeless definitely makes sense now yeah But running away might clear your afraid condition. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, the running away is not something that I've... Like, it is more or less a response to being hopeless. Yeah, Like, I don't feel sense. like this is a decision that in some way would clear a condition. <laughs> Although, like, you could engage him. I'm gonna say you can delete afraid okay. as a result of this. Maybe I'm feeling the other stuff so much that being afraid <laughs> is just not... <laughs> like it's just it's just not triggering as much anymore yeah yeah you're running away and the figure it's like it's like in those dreams where you're running away from something but it doesn't seem to be getting further away it's kind of that like the figure behind you isn't walking all that fast but they still are coming closer to you and as they do they kind of take shape and i would like to ask you what sort of shape they are taking Because the figure behind you is whoever Max's powers came from. So, what does Max know about the origin of her powers? Well, Max knows that, um, like, her mother always wanted to have children with powers. And to ensure that, she must have done something. And the easiest thing to do if you have money and um, are capable of bearing children is literally just like get the sperm of someone who has hereditary superpowers. So that is what she did. Uh, for Rex it didn't work, for Max it did. And while- It's a low genetic lottery, yeah. Yeah, while her mother never told Max this, I still think that she figured it out probably. And uh, how how did Max, in those situations where she thought about it, imagine? Like, did she have, to have a clear image of who her, in quotation marks, father is? Probably um, only thought of it uh, in that it would be kind of terrible if these powers came from someone terrible, someone who misuses them. Mm. So uh, it would definitely be, especially in this um, scene with heightened emotions, some sort of supervillain. Yeah, I can imagine maybe Max on the news saw that some electricity-based supervillain got ar uh, arrested or something and has always had this kind of thought in the back of her mind, like, what if it was that? What if it was a supervillain like that? So I think the, the entity, as it comes closer and becomes more clear, takes on the shape of some sort of electricity-based supervillain that Max saw once. Uh, that was kind of like a placeholder image in a few yes. situations. And where was she was trying to was definitely someone who actually killed people. I mean, it should be relatively easy with electricity powers, to be honest. I'm, I, okay, that, that's <laughs> perfect. No, no, no. An electricity-based supervillain who killed people? That's the electric chair coming for you right now. I was thinking about uh, the electric chair as a name for a supervillain for a long time, yeah. actually, because it's yeah, it's, it's kind of fucked up, but also 
Yeah, it fits. Yeah. So the electric chair is behind you, who's basically like, I can imagine dressed in like a hangman sort of situations, like with, with a black hood over their head. And yeah, he's behind you and saying, Max, I'm all that's left of your family. Come to me. No. This is terrible. So, um, remember how Max trained to see how much electricity a human body can take? I'm going to electrocute myself. <gasps> what? <gasps> to the point of maybe injury, maybe not death, but definitely like losing consciousness. Ah, uh, so is this like a, this feels like a nightmare I want to wake up situation or I, I can't deal with this anymore situation? I feel like um, it might be one of those, I can't get out of this any other way. And all I want right now is to feel nothing. Sounds like you're throwing yourself into easy relief. <laughs> but you have I mean, in a way. In a way, uh, I mean. Is I, that relief? Yeah, it's a relief. I'd say so. Yeah, I think like the whole not thinking part is definitely a relief. I'm going to say that you initiate that, but then something happens and suddenly the hooded figure has a different voice and moon you're looking at max through a hood right now you have through trying to connect to the entity somehow connected yourself into this strange red nightmare scape that max is currently trapped in and for some reason your consciousness has latched onto the form of this supervillain chasing down max so I'd say before uh, Max electrocutes herself, you get the opportunity to interact in some way. Max, you don't need your family. You need your team. Please come with me. I would call that... Comforting? Or defend from yourself. I, mean, I would say defend is cooler here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm defending Max from her own poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're defending Max from the situation in general right now. So I'd say roll a defend. That is a six plus nothing. No, no, no. I have influence over Max. I get a plus yes. one. Yes. It's a seven. That puts you at a seven. <gasps> awesome. Moon is like the only one who's not chock full of conditions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. On a seven to nine, it costs you. You expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Um, okay. Just I, I want to throw the idea into the room. You take Max's hand and take the blow from electrocuting herself. Ooh, I like this idea of like Moon like come back to us and like taking her hands to to try to pull her with them and, yeah. and sensing like oops someone's going on nope no I'm taking you with me and I think I will take I will take the take influence over someone you protect and shift um, Max's labels. Okay, yeah. Then uh, let's say how you shift the labels and then we can do the situation based on that. Savior up, freak down. Because I think Moon is like, you're not alone, you aren't like an outcast, you have your team, we are with you, and also you're a fucking cool superhero. <laughs> I think you also get this sense of like, we need you, we, we need you here, I miss you, like, please come back. Yeah, Max, this happens to you, and as, as your hand is taken by that person chasing you, they uh, quickly morph into Moon, your teammate. You feel the touch of Moon's hand. You feel its warmth and sudden reassurance. It's like finally something that feels close to you, something that feels right. And 
sort of reality comes flooding back to you. Do I take a powerful blow or just take a condition from the electrocution? I'd say you take a powerful blow, yes. Okay. That's a six plus two, that's an eight. I will struggle past mm. the pain. I think this is important yeah. enough to like, even if it hurts, I'm, I'm gonna max, I'm gonna get max out of here. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure you felt lonely having uh, so little conditions. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> also at four. I think I'm uh, gonna take afraid and insecure because hopeless doesn't quite yeah. make sense yet. You are you are the paragon of hope right now. <laughs> and and Max, how do you respond to this? Do I remember now like what happened? I I'm going to give you the opportunity to decide how fast and in what order it all comes back, but it's it's coming back to you. Reality is coming back to you. I think that I mostly in this moment just trust that Moon knows what's best. I think in this nightmarescape of a world, this familiar face and the reassuring thoughts are probably enough for Max to want to get out um, and basically uh, use Moon's help to do that. Okay, Moon has taken your hand and Moon sort of pulls at you and you realize that you're not standing anymore. You're lying on the ground and you're being pulled up into a sitting position by Moon sitting atop of you. And you do see that you actually did electrocute Moon. Uh, even though it wasn't the dreamscape, this seems to have carried over into the outside world. But Moon seems to still be stable and still <laughs> pulling you up. Like you see Moon like um, quickly shaking out their hand and you see some blackened fingernails as they roll their sleeve over the hand again. Does Moon have fingernails? N sure. Now, now Moon does. <laughs> <laughs> Moon has just had some fingernails burned into their hand. <laughs> And uh, you both see that the flowering seeds on Max are dying and falling off as you pull her out of that li uh, lying down position. Max, Max, you're back. Moon hugs you, like, really tightly. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. No, it, it's okay. It, it's fine. It's all fine. You're back. I'm gonna say that's a comfort or support. Might even be a trumpet celebration with meaningful affection. <laughs> Never. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. That's completely fine. That is a triumphant celebration. That works perfectly. Uh, it, all, it, it just makes I take influence again. <laughs> Max has to decide if it's meaningful. Moon is like, if, if, if Moon species could weep, they would do it. You get like this <laughs> sense of like, relief and just basically just all relief i miss you you're back oh my god i'm so happy and also like i don't know what happened there oh you're hurting so much let me help you like anything <laughs> would be good but yeah. um yeah this this is very meaningful to max right now okay then yeah you get to take influence over max <sighs> how can i shift your labels shift, again shift labels again mundane down superior up like, you're so important to me. You, you're the best. Like, I think this this is a... Yeah, that is a you're, logic. You're the moon actually is, like, so relieved to have someone who, who knows what they're doing and is, like, the leader. And... I'm starting yeah, to have normal stats again. <laughs> yeah. You, you lost your plus three to mundane. Yes. But that's completely fine. I have a question. Like, 
Moon has literally been in my head with my worst fears right there. Does yeah. this count as um, sharing a vulnerability or weakness with someone? I mean, how could you mo share a vulnerability more than right. having someone literally inside of your fears? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's perfectly uh, that's perfectly logical. Uh, like the whole thing is, ask them if they will tell anyone the truth about you. If they agree to keep it a secret, clear condition or mark potential. If they don't agree, the GM shifts your labels. That's perfect. I love Ooh. that. Okay, let's play that out. So, um, Moon, what what you saw there? Um, please don't tell anyone about it. I I know you have a hard time keeping secrets, but this is very personal, and I I don't want people to know. Of course not. Like. I can't I can't even imagine what what you've been through that but this is this is yours. I will do my very best to. I mean, it's not like I I run around thinking about my my fellow teammates worst fears or anything. It's <coughs> Yes, Max. I will I will keep this to myself. And uh that means you get to clear a condition and mark potential. Or mark potential, but I am going to clear a condition. <laughs> or mark potential. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think, like, what what has changed here to the point? Yeah, I'm thinking hopeless because that's like where the the dream the the situation that caused hopeless is what Moon pulled you out of. That's true. Yeah, I think I'm going to like scratch hopeless from the list. Now I'm down to three conditions. <laughs> All right, and as you're embracing yourselves, you hear from from the outside. So, uh, how's it going in there? <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to laugh every time I hear him. Oh yeah, um, Dr. Supergirl and, and some other SOS person is here. Um, they want to take over, but I kind of didn't want them to irradiate and kill you, so I, I came in here instead. Thank you. Um, so, uh, where's, where's Charlotte? Um, is, is she still in here? No, she got out and ran off by herself again. Oh, um, okay, but she's safe, so... Oh, come on. <laughs> I was trying to get help. I mean, Charlotte was in pretty rough shape, but she should be here any minute now. She, she went to get Enoch. And as your thoughts turn to Charlotte, we're gonna move the scene real quick and we're gonna return to that street corner in Riverside a few blocks away where Charlotte is kneeling on the ground and Enoch is right next to her. And we'll get like a frog perspective from the street side. And as Charlotte is slowly and carefully trying not to fully collapse, probably in pain, we see a pair of boots stepping basically over the camera into the frame. And, and we hear someone saying, well, was not expecting that one. Oh, fuck I you, man. <laughs> <laughs> And that is where we will end this episode. Oh. <laughs> well, come on, Will. <laughs> uh. This went mostly pretty good. I, I mean, well. uh, Max, Max is out now. Yeah. I mean, for Moon, everything went really well. I only have four conditions now. <laughs> I only I'm just have part of the team three. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did get so much potential. Like... Yeah, you got like fucking half a level up this episode. Yeah, um, I, like I, I, with my last level up, I unlocked my moment of truth and I got another one now and another two points to the next one. Oh, Ooh. 
this is an arc. I mean, failing can also be so great, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm. I'm going to have to think about like what to what to take next. Um, yeah, failing failing can be great. I'm still pretty happy with my roles this one. <laughs> like we're still we're still have a lot of final battle kind of stuff before us. So yeah. Listen, if you fail anywhere, it should be in the nightmare scape, where the only consequence is that your psyche is completely scarred. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it all always comes down to psychic conditions. So where you fail doesn't matter that much, but <laughs> at least you don't li- didn't literally die. That's true. We will find out what happens with the party next time when they hopefully all reunite. And until then, I will ask if anyone has anything to plug. Um, I've been playing a lot of Genshin Impact. <laughs> Mm. So if anyone is like looking for a game that's a lot of fun uh, and doesn't want to pay anything, you can definitely play Genshin Impact and you, you definitely can play it without paying for anything. So yeah. All right. If instead you would like to read a book or listen to it, I would recommend a book series I've recently been recommended and absolutely love. The, it's Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky. It's a mostly world-building-based idea about hard sci-fi. Like, what if humanity terraformed a planet and tried to get another intelligent species to form, but instead of the plant monkeys that would evolve into sentient beings, it's spiders. (laughs) Ew! No, it's so (laughs) interesting. Like, I thought the exact same thing, but how they evolve and like what kind of senses and kind of society they build and this really gave me an entirely different concept and understanding of this entire branch of the tree of life so yeah it, it's really nice if someone who knows a lot about zoology actually writes a book about a species that i have very little understanding of and by the end of it you will you will actually like the spider society more than the uh, <laughs> remnant of the human society that's there. So that's a very interesting um, journey to go through. I'm going to plug a YouTube channel. Mm. And it's a channel of Jesse Gender. Um, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, um, speaking of sci-fi, um, she makes a lot of videos for Star Trek, Star Wars and the like. And a lot of other fandom stuff, but also social issues. And honestly, every single one of her videos is worth it. So go watch them. Definitely. Jesse Gender is awesome. Yeah, we love Jesse Gender. And I uh, will remain in the realm of sci-fi. I will on Friday play a Warhammer 40k universe game for the first time that I've been wanting to try for a long time. It's called Kill Team. And in Kill Team, it's it's a lot more accessible than Warhammer 40k usually is because you have to have like a whole army of plastic miniatures, which is so much work to just make. And the hobby and the painting and building them is a large part of that hobby and like the core part that I do. But Kill Team, you have one small squad. You get like, I don't, go, I don't know, 40 bucks a box and you can play with those. And that's all that you need. You can really like put a lot of effort into painting all of them individually Uh, The rules are very concise. The games don't take fucking hours like Warhammer 40k does. uh, Or like Warhammer 40k takes six to seven hours usually, uh, at least in my experience. Kill Team takes like one or two. 
And yeah, I'm going to play it for the first time on Friday and I'm really excited for it because I always wanted to try it and it's something that's a lot more accessible, I think. So if you've been wanting to try out like this whole mini painting and miniature wargaming thing or whatever, try out Kill Team or the fantasy equivalent, which uh, I don't fully uh, remember the name of right now, but there is also a fantasy equivalent if you're not that into the sci-fi world. Nice. That sounds cool. Have fun. Thank you. I will uh, tell you where you can uh, find us. I wanted to do a cool sort of transition into that, but I couldn't think of anything. Mm. So instead, I'll just tell you, hey, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, Instagram at WaypointPod. That's where we are. WaypointHeroes at gmail.com. That's where you can write us a cool little email if you want to. And your podcasting app of choice that allows you to rate or review is where you can rate or review our podcast please do apparently it's good for us i have not checked if we have gotten more than one review because i saw we got a first one and it was pretty cool on i think apple podcasts and we might have more now i don't know i I might check at one point (laughs) but i'm gonna (laughs) eventually check it like for sure the moment will come and until uh next time you can write all the nice reviews you want. Uh, you're gonna hear our outro song in a second, which is also our intro song by I'm Persky on Bandcamp. And if you like it so much and love it so much, you can go onto his page and download his music and support it. And you can also come back next episode because you'll get to hear it again, which will be in two weeks. And until then, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.